What's up, everybody, and welcome to Authentically Imperfect, where we talk about the fact that you do not have to have it all together to fulfill your calling and purpose. My name is Natasia, and I'm your host for this podcast. Okay, y'all, I am super excited to be back with you guys again in the saddle. It's been a while. I know. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. Um, I had been sick, okay? I don't know what's going on in the air, but I had been sick <laughs> for a little bit of time. So I'm on the tail end because I really didn't want to get on the podcast, I'm trying to podcast and talk to y'all while my voice is like, hey girl, what's going on? <laughs> like it would have been so bad. Uh, but I'm super excited. I'm feeling much better. I'm super excited just to be back. So I'm not going to be before y'all long. Let's go ahead and jump right into this because I was in devotion and the Lord brought me to a passage of scripture that is very familiar, right? Um, however, the take that he gave me on it, I was just like, wow. And y'all know, I love when God is able to talk to us and kind of give us these scenarios in these situations in which like he relates like the parables and the stories of the Bible to us in such a way where it causes us to hold that reflection lens to our own lives and to see how we can evolve and become more like Christ. Because that's one of the main goals of this whole thing right of the foundation of our belief is to become more like christ and not in the realm of perfection right because we are recovering perfectionists here we are recovering from rejection we are recovering from pride we are recovering from arrogance we are recovering from this idea and this notion that we have to do life by ourselves or that we have to do life without the grace of god Mm -mm. I don't know about y'all, but the way this world is going, um, I'm gonna stick with Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Not because of religion's sake, not because of anything that I could ever do, but simply because my life has peace in it. Sidebar scripture definitely tells us that we're going to have suffering. Like, I don't know where people got this whole idea that Christians don't suffer, but that's a lie. Um, the Bible tells us you are going to go through suffering. You are going to go through trials and tribulations. But the difference is I'm not out here having to tap my head against the wall because I have a savior who fights for me. Okay, let me pull out of that vein before I actually take off running. <laughs> uh, but that was my little sidebar moment. So today the Lord was just like, I want you to talk about this. And I was like, I homie, I got you. Let's go. So going to the passage of scripture, the Lord brought me to the book of Mark. And as we know, that's one of the gospels y'all. So, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, synoptic gospels, right? Which for those of you who may not know the Lord fully like that just yet, um, basically it is a collection, if you will, of different accounts of kind of similar or the same stories in scripture, which have to do with Jesus's ministry in the earth, just some foundational knowledge. But he took me to the book of Mark and in the book of Mark chapter five, there's a passage of scripture that many believers know very well, which is this story about a woman with the issue of blood. 
So for backstory, for context, um, there was a man who was the leader of the synagogue. His name was Jairus and his daughter, right, was actually very sick and she was on her deathbed. His daughter was 12 years old. Um, and so he saw Jesus and he said to him, Hey, I believe that you are the savior. I need help. My baby is sick. She's about to die. This man is freaking out. He's like, Oh my God, help me. And Jesus was like, okay, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to, um, resurrect her essentially, or lay my hands on her so that she is made well. Because that was the request that Jairus made. Jairus said, hey, would you come and lay your hands upon my daughter so that she'd be made well? Jesus agreed to go to the house, right? And to perform this miracle. While he was on the way to the house, there was this woman. <laughs> also, sidebar, God never neglects women. Just had to plug that in there. All right. Let's go against this misogynistic behavior in the world. I don't like it. So <laughs> there is this woman that Jesus um, feels, right? Because she's sick. She has this issue of blood. She's been bleeding for 12 years and nobody has been able to help her. Nobody has been able to fix the issues that have been going on with her. But when she encounters Jesus... She knew who he was and literally in the crowd of probably hundreds, maybe thousands of people don't really know, but it was a lot of people. It was a very compacted crowd that he was walking through to get to Jairus's house. And in the midst of that, she literally just said, Hey, I know that I will be healed if I can just touch the hem of his garment. She wasn't even looking for him to lay hands on her. Let that sit with you for a minute. She wasn't looking for him to be uh, all up in her face and like calling out things and all of the other stuff. She literally was just like, I don't even need to talk to him. But if I can just touch the hem of his garment, mighty God, I'm getting excited. I know that I am going to be made well. So guess what, y'all? Spoiler alert. She touches the hem of his garment. Whew! And she is made well. And, the, and Jesus knew that virtue went out of him. Meaning he knew that there was something that left him that she needed. And he felt the exchange and the transfer she felt the exchange and the transfer of the healing power of God show up in her life. Mind you, this woman had an issue for 12 years. 12 years she walked around with this infirmity. And then Jesus says something in scripture. He said, who touched my clothes? And the disciples were basically trying to like bait and switch him, if you will. They was like, Jesus, sir, we're in a crowd of people, all these people are around here. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, 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 no. Who touched me? He asked it again for a second time. And basically the woman, right? So he's looking around. The woman comes up to him and she's scared. 
and she knew that she had been healed, but she fell down before him. But in the perfect love that Christ embodies, he said to her daughter, not woman, but he said to her daughter. So he immediately affirmed her identity as a son. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of all of your affliction. And yeah, I could labor on the fact that the woman touched Jesus and Jesus responded in the gentleness and the kindness and the care of who he is. I could 100% labor there. But the thing Jesus took me back to is in chapter five, I'm going to read verses 25 through 27. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. Catch that. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. The Lord wanted me to focus on the point, many physicians. This woman had spent everything that she had focusing on going to many physicians and none of them were able to heal her, were able to fix her, were able to do something for her. This was only a God-sized thing. So I have to ask you, dear listener, <laughs> dear subscriber, dear friend, hey, what is or what are your many physicians in this season? What are the idols? What are the things that keep you from experiencing the healing power of God? Is it shame about something in your story? Is it pride? Is it arrogance? Is it fear? I don't want you to get caught up or focus on, oh, it's um addiction to weed, right? You smoke a blunt because you smoke that joint. Nah. I'm a firm believer in the fruit doesn't look like the root. Yeah, you smoking that blunt, but are you smoking it because you haven't undealt with trauma and you're using weed as the cover up because you're afraid to feel the pain, right? What is your, or what are your mini physicians in this season? And then my other question for you is how do you begin to yield those things and surrender those things so that you can experience freedom, healing, and wholeness, right? Because our whole thing here is that we actually walk out in authenticity who we are. We walk out in authenticity, our healing, our wholeness, and our freedom. We're not perfect. And this is not about, um, and freedom and wholeness is not about being void of issues. Mm -mm. It means that the sting and the stain and the pain and the trauma no longer has the grip over you that causes you to go into dysfunctional cycles of thoughts, patterns, or behaviors, right? 
It doesn't mean that those situations will not come up again in your life. Because this is something I'm learning as I'm walking out my heel healing and wholeness journey. It doesn't mean that similar situations might not arise in your life, but how you know that you're whole is when the sting and the stain and the pain no longer have you in that grip where you then revert back into a former version of who you were trying to get away from or like evolve out of. I don't even want to say get away from because we're not running, right? But we're walking this thing out in the journey of life, point blank, period. But idolatry, right? It can show up in so many different ways. Maybe it's coveting, right? Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's actually enacting your anger because scripture tells us that we can be angry and upset. The Lord was angry. However, he said, don't let the sun go down on your anger, right? Don't let the sun go down on your anger. You can be upset. You can feel what you need to feel. The Bible does not negate us from having emotions or feelings. What the Bible does for us is teach us how to navigate through those emotions and feelings so that we don't make those things idols. Let me tell you something. That is something the Lord is yoking out of me. Like, Natasia, you might feel it, but that doesn't mean it's your reality. And that's something I've been processing through with my therapist because, baby, sometimes when you've been in places and you've been hurt, you've been wronged, you've been betrayed, you've been disappointed, um, you've been lied against, you've been accused, all different types of things, right? Sometimes you can want to hold on to the emotions and make those things your God instead of refusing to see the reality of what actually is and declare and come into agreement with God is actually saying, with what God is saying. Trust me and believe it. Your emotions can become an idol. But there's also this beautiful thing, right? Where there's a level, there's always room to repent. As long as there's breath in our bodies, there's always room, space, the ability to repent, which means to turn away and to come back, right? To come back to Christ, to look at him in his face, to look at him and behold the beauty of who he is and say, God, you know what? Look, I need you. I don't know how to walk this thing out by myself. And quite honestly, I don't want to. It's exhausting. Why would you want to go through life trying to figure things out when you have a God that knows everything and knows how to show you exactly what you need to know when you need to know it? His timing is indeed very, very, very perfect. And so, yeah, what are your physicians? I'm going to keep asking you, like, what are your physicians in this season? What are the things you need to yield and let go of so that you can walk out that freedom. Y'all know y'all want to be free. Come on now. Come on over to the side. It is wonderful over here. It is amazing. And truthfully speaking, as I'm in the reflection of where I was at this time last year and where I am now, I'm telling you, God can do it. Even in a year's time, he can do it. Okay. It's a surrender to the process. It's a journey. It hurts, it's painful, but it also cultivates a level of maturity that is absolutely necessary because as you mature, your perspective changes and shifts 
And then you're actually able to see things in a clearer sense. And then you let go of the lies and the narratives that hell had tried to tell you about your identity, about who you are, about the things that had happened to you. Right? Because sometimes those things can come up and want to try to put you in a chokehold. At this time last year, it felt like the weight of the world just dropped on my shoulders. And I wrestled through rejection. I wrestled through abandonment. I wrestled through depression. I wrestled through suicidal ideation. I wrestled through heartbreak, right? Like relational heartbreak. I wrestled through familial heartbreak. I wrestled through all different types of things. And I didn't think that I would be able to see the light of day, the light, even just the light of day. I'm telling you guys, I didn't think. And like I said, I had allowed that pain to become a partner to me. Mm. And I had to learn how to release that pain and come out of agreement because it became one of my many physicians. And then for me, the fruit that it was showing up in was heavy masturbation and pornography. Heavy, okay? Heavy usage. And then because I grew up in a dynamic of religion, right? It's religion where I felt immediate shame and condemnation at the fact that I was exemplifying this behavior. But I also had to process through with my therapist, girl, the fruit is not the root. And I had to go through this process and this journey where I had to be able to realize that God was not angry with me because I was sitting up here masturbating and watching porn. I'm just keeping it real with y'all. He wasn't upset with me for that. And he wasn't upset with me that I was heartbroken and that I was wrestling with all of these things and that I had been in relationship or in covenant with these negative emotions. The only thing he wanted to do was love me through it. And I remember the day God spoke to me clear as day and I was about to turn on y'all don't act like y'all don't know the website. Don't lie to me. Okay. Cause I know <laughs> I was about to turn on the website. Right. And the Lord spoke to me clear as day. And he said to me, Natasia, I will never stop pursuing you. I will never stop coming after you. So I say to you, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir, God will never stop pursuing you. He will never 
ever stop pursuing you. And in that, I was then able to let go of the shame and the condemnation and the fear that I was going to hell or that I was something horrible was just going to happen to me or that I was cursed and I wasn't going to be blessed. All of these different things that had kept me fearing God instead of having relationship with him. Those things, his love drew me, right? Scripture tells us with love and kindness, have I drawn thee? It's true. His love was the thing that was able to draw me to him. And it was able to help me to begin to deal with the roots that were at play. Yeah, the behavior was the behavior. We're human. We get horny, okay? He gave us a sex drive. Jesus gave us a sex drive. Let that be normalized for y'all. Okay, for those of y'all that are over here trying to like that man that was eating a whole daggone raw potato. What? <laughs> like Jesus gave us a sex drive. God gave us that. That is natural. It is normal. Right. It is the devil and the enemy that wants to pervert, pervert it. But truthfully speaking, your sex drive is normal. So receive the grace. Okay. Receive the grace that you are human and that you got a sex drive. Just wanted to say that because I'm sick and tired of all this like shame and condemnation around sex and sexuality. Whole other conversation for another day. But calm down. It's normal. <laughs> Back to what I was saying, right? So the behavior was the behavior. The root was the thing God is after. He was like, hey. I got to pull out these negative emotions from you so that love and grace can abound and that you don't feel tormented, right? Think about the woman with the issue of blood. He had to go when she touched him, everything, the root of the problem. The physicians couldn't solve the root. <laughs> Catch that. The physicians could not solve the root issue. It was only a root Jesus could fix. It was only a root Jesus could fix. Nothing and nobody else could fix it. These are trained physicians. These are people that are studying in school. Now, also sidebar, if a doctor, right, if the Lord sends you to a doctor and the doctor gives you wisdom, follow the wisdom. Because sometimes, heal, sometimes healing comes in wisdom. Also a sidebar. For those of y'all who are like, I'm not listening to the physician and I'm not going to therapy and I'm not doing, I hear all y'all religious people, stop it. Because the Lord definitely gives us physicians and he definitely gives us therapists. It is up to you to pray with him, right? It doesn't mean you have to accept the prognosis because he is the great physician. But if the, if the prognosis and if the diagnosis is to give you the wisdom to be able to manage something, then dang on it, follow the wisdom. Stop it. <laughs> I'm coming after y'all today. I love you. But follow the wisdom because there's wisdom in it. And it could very much so still be from God. Okay? So all of y'all that are trying to be rebellious here, Oh, Jesus is just going to heal me completely. It doesn't mean 
that if you're on medication that you're not healed. Hello. Sometimes we have to have a thorn. Another conversation for another day. But sometimes we have to have something that keeps us dependent on him. Because as I've been saying in this season, he's our great sufficiency. Yeah, he's the great physician. And he's our great sufficiency. He's enough. Right? I just had to have that little qualm. I love y'all. I'm back. <laughs> but um, yeah, all of these things, right? Thinking about like the root, the behaviors, the root the woman, the issue, only Jesus could fix it. Mm. That is so powerful. It was only something he could fix. So for those that had been feeling ashamed or um, broken hearted or condemned, that's not of God. Because he would never shame you for a behavior or for a characteristic that is exemplified in your life. There's something deeper. But my question to you then is, are you ready to let go of the many physicians so that you can experience the healing power of the great physician? Because there was also a realm of readiness, right? So in my story, right, where I said the whole masturbation important thing, right? I also had to realize I had to get to a point where I was ready to begin to experience the healing power of God. And that took time. And he wasn't angry with me for the times I wasn't ready to let go and to come out of agreement with the root issues. With the root issues. Right? He wasn't angry. He was patient. There's this scripture that has been coming up in like my timeline. And it's so powerful because... It talks about God's amazing, like his patience with us. And the scripture is 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 9. Verse 9, I'm sorry. And I'm reading it in the New Living Translation because that's the version of the Bible I like in this season. Okay. And it says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Mm. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. That's the version we all know. <laughs> Most of us know. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, but he is patient. Meaning he waits for us to become ready to receive. He really is that patient. So whether you're 25 or 85, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. There is a realm where we also have to 
get to a place of readiness and get to a place of being able to receive that which he gives us because he doesn't want us to get it and it fall through our hands. That's not his plan. So all these get rich quick schemes, another story for another day. <laughs> yeah. But the Lord <laughs> does not want us to get something and then immediately it, it's lost. And then we're like, oh my God, oh my God, 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 wait, what, what, what happened? And even in that, even when we've walked, cause we've all walked through seasons where we've received a blessing and we've blown through it in like 2.5 seconds. And I'm not just talking about money. It could be in a different capacity of things, but you like blew an opportunity. You blew a, a possible relationship. You blew whatever it is, right? We've all had those moments. And the fact of the matter is he's not this horrible God where it's like, oh, you blew that one opportunity. I'm never giving you an opportunity again. He's not man. No, 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 no. He will bring opportunities back to you or he will give you new opportunities when you are ready. It's a progression. It's a life thing, y'all. This is life. It's not even like, it don't got to be so religious or so like uppity or so serious. It literally is just you walking out the day-to-day -day of your life. That's it. And as you're walking out the day-to-day -day of your life, like all of these things are moving in tandem because you experience God each and every day. Whether you know him or you don't, you experience him each and every day simply by the fact that he created you, me, and this entire universe. Not just this earth we live on, but the entire universe. He created it. He's that holy. Mm. Okay, back. But yeah, it's okay to walk out life and to enjoy life. And to enjoy the grace that he gives. Because he's really patient. Just let that sit with you. If you felt like you blew something. Yeah. We might have. Right? But that doesn't mean you have to let the condemnation or guilt or shame. Or like this idea that you're a horrible person overcome you. You don't. You don't have to come into agreement with that. Because even where you're guilty, grace and mercy is always abounding. They are always abounding. They are always in tandem with each other. It is just how he works. And it's also up to you to make the decision to come back to him, to repent, to be healed, to be made whole, to be made free. But he will never turn his back on you. As long as you have breath in your body, he will never turn his back on you. And he will help you to release the many physicians when you're ready. So it's okay to admit, because I had to admit to God, I literally said to him in prayer, I'm not ready to let it go yet. And he said, okay. My love is still here for you. I will never stop pursuing you. And when I was ready to release, right? Just as the woman, she was ready to be healed. That's when the virtue and the power left him. And he knew 
that virtue and power left him. And that woman did not experience that affliction again. Mm. <laughs> ah, I love God and I love his word. Because this is not a rule book. It's not some type of manual. It's a guide. Right? It's a guide. To live in freedom. I think we look at all of this wrong. The word of God is a guide. To live in freedom. To experience newness. And joy. And hope. In a world where so much is going on y'all. So much. I don't care where you are in the world. And also, thank you to my international listeners. I love y'all too. My prayer really is that like people all over the world, like not just hear this podcast, but really hear the love of God as like the secret sauce to living an authentic and imperfect life. Because it's the secret sauce. Like people be like, how do you have so much joy? How are you smiling? Girl, you look like you're going through a lot. But like, you still look amazing. You still got a glow about you. It's like, I just love God. And I walk this thing out with him. Simply because he loves me and I love him. It's not this grandiose thing. I'm just walking out my life. But I'm walking it out with him. Because I'm not trying to do it without him. Because I tried to do it without him. And baby, okay? <laughs> Whew. Yeah, we'll talk about that one day. But all I will say is that it's a journey. And I say this all the time, but it really is just live. Literally live. Right? There's a realm of being that I'm coming into and I'm learning <laughs> how to experience. Um, I'm learning how to live. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And I'm like, I, I could walk this thing out. Hey, <laughs> um, but yeah, don't be afraid and know that as you release the many physicians, the great physician is going to meet you. You don't have to bring anything to him other than your affliction. You don't have to bring the backstory. You don't have to bring the front story, you don't have to bring the defense, right? For those of us who have experienced rejection, you know, sometimes there's like this innate need to want to defend yourself. You don't have to bring that to him. You only have to bring the affliction. And when you are ready to release it, you will experience his healing power. And that release is however he shows you. If it's get on somebody's couch and go to therapy, okay. If it's you're sitting in the shower and you're crying, okay. If it's you get the release watching a television show, okay. However he gives you the release, that's for you. But you will know when you're whole and you're healed, when it no longer has the authority to put you in a chokehold. Mm, mm, mm. 
walk it out and experience healing. That's my prayer, my hope, my desire for all of you is that you experience that. And most importantly, that you experience his love because he's really just that perfect. Like, I don't know what to tell (laughs) y'all. He's really that good. He's really that perfect. He really just loves us that much. And my desire is to share his love because it's like, I'll talk more about my story, but there are parts of my story where the only way that I was able to overcome and to be in this place that I am now is simply by the fact that he reached down into the pits of hell to get me, the literal pits of hell, to snatch me out and to save my literal life. That's it. That is why I love him so much. He's so good. And I hope that you experience that in your life, the love, the freedom, because that's a promise, the promises of God. He's not slack concerning his promises, not just physical promises, but emotional, mental, spiritual promises that he's made you. All right, y'all. That's what I got for today. But I wanted to get on and I wanted to share it with you. And um, y'all know, you got to contend for the greatness that is inside of you, okay? And just know that I'm rooting for you. I love y'all. I love y'all so, so, so much. I really do. Um, And we'll talk soon.